This is Renovar Ministries, revealing Christ and renewing one heart at a time. Hi there and welcome to Building Blocks of Faith with Renovar Ministries. We are your hosts, Dean and Nadine DeLange, and we have been journeying on a series with you where we've been focusing on the foundations of our faith. One of the biggest attacks that Satan brings against God's children is the complacency in our faith. And this is often why the foundations within our faith get shaken. Whether you are new to Christianity or even if you have been walking a long road with Christ, it is imperative to evaluate the key foundational building blocks of your faith to ensure that you continue to build correctly and that you are firmly rooted in your faith. Some of the key building blocks that we have been focusing on over this series are your first encounter with God. This is the starting point of your relationship with God. And we looked here on how you start and maintain a relationship with God. Then we looked at your communication with the Lord, where we focused on sharing your heart through prayer and hearing God's voice. And in our previous session, we focused on praise and worship, and that one of the fundamental components must be that your worship should come from your heart. In today's discussion, we are going to concentrate on the Word of God. God calls us to believe that His Word is the truth, and He calls us to apply His Word in our lives. Therefore, a useful first step is to believe that God's Word is infallible, which means that it is foolproof, the true inspired Word of God, and that it is directly applicable to us today. Amen. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, the Word of God says, All Scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration. I love this because it puts it into perspective that it comes from the very core of God. It is fully part of Him. The scripture goes on to say, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. God's word is literally our handbook on how to live on earth. It tells us how we can make heaven one day and how we can live as transformed individuals once we are in a relationship with Christ. One of the pivotal points I want to mention in today's discussion, Dean, is that the value that you place on God's word will have a direct effect on your life and on your relationship with God. Let me repeat that. The value that you place on God's word will have a direct effect on your life and on your relationship with God. Let's look at the following analogy together. Imagine that you make yourself a strong cup of coffee or tea or even hot cocoa and just before you enjoy drinking it, someone snatches it from your hand and then divides its contents out into several other cups, each new cup containing only a little of the original beverage. The person then proceeds to add boiling water to each cup until they are full and then gives you one of those cups to drink instead. Now the chances that this new beverage will taste the same as the original or even be as enjoyable is very slim. This is what many do in respect to God's word. The world has spent decades watering down the word of God. Things like 
it's okay to break some of the commandments because everyone else does it. And besides, we are now living in the 21st century and we should adapt with the times. Or only certain Bible books are true or applicable to my circumstances. If we don't believe that God's word is true, how can we stand for miracles, healing and breakthrough for someone else or even for ourselves? So true, Nadine. We have to truly understand that Jesus is the living word of God and that the word of God is the truth. In the book of John 1, it says the following, Before the world began, there was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him. Nothing was made without him. This means that the word is a living, creating and active presence in our life and world. Nothing exists or will ever exist unless the word is involved. Jesus is this word. Verse 14 says, The word became a man and lived among us. We saw his glory, the glory that belongs to the only Son of the Father. The word was full of grace and truth. Jesus became a man and he was full of grace and truth. And wherever he went, he brought life, everlasting life, to the people around him. Jesus lived out and imparted everything the scriptures said he would and sealed our faith through his ministry on earth. Your faith will be shaken if you are not rooted and grounded in God's truth. You will struggle to trust and believe and may live as a confused Christian. In one of our previous sessions, we discussed that God uses his word to speak to us. But I think that it is important to briefly unpack this together in today's session. How does God speak through his word? Every Christian will share a different story on how the word speaks to them. But it will all point toward this, that a movement took place in their spirit when they read and connected with a scripture or series of scriptures. The revelation that you get from reading truth is liberating and opens up your understanding in an area where you may need guidance or understanding. In this way, God speaks to his people as they meditate, which means to deeply reflect on the word. Good point, Dean. One of the first things that we need to understand is that God's word is alive. It is living and active. So when we stand on God's promises in faith, we can trust God's word. And I think the amazing thing is that we can see the results. Hebrews 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I can personally testify that on many occasions in my life, I felt led to declare a specific scripture for a certain scenario and how God brought the breakthrough or even how he did a miracle. Not only that, but because God's word is alive, when we read it or hear it, it penetrates the core of our hearts. And this activates a special transformation within us. So yes, one of the many ways God reaches out to us and speaks to us is through his word. At times it is through the direct relation to a story within the Bible. Like the parable of the lost son, many sons and daughters have strayed away from the Lord and returned. People out there listening who have backslidden or gone off the path in their Christian walk often relate to that parable or found that whilst they were listening to or reading that parable, that it transformed their hearts and brought them home again. 
Exactly that, Nadine. God uses the scriptures to draw us back to him or to deepen our understanding. When you read and study the scriptures, a combination of the following could happen. It could bring gentle correction and conviction. You may have read a principle, a commandment, or a way of living in the Bible and realized that you want to change something in your own life. Conviction is not condemnation, but it's often this gentle conviction that brings about great change in your life. The next point is that a verse or a passage of scripture may speak to you personally. And that will either affirm God's love for you or teach you to grow in an area of your life or even to overcome in an area that has been challenging. Finally, God could give you a revelation that you may need to share with someone or with many people to inspire them or to bring correction. The main point that you need to understand is that the word of God speaks to those who are willing to receive its truth when reading it. Now, how would you put this into practice? Firstly, you can start off by studying the Bible in your own personal time where you focus on a chapter or a book in the Bible or maybe even follow a Bible study plan. Or you could also join or start a Bible study. Small groups are a great way to enjoy exploring and studying the Bible. Another option could be to study formally, not necessarily a complete course, but at least a subject that you feel you want to know more about. And there you have it. I hope this inspires you to go out and read the Word and to spend that time before God learning His truth. Amen, Dean. Let's pray together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just want to thank you that according to your word in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 8, that your word is flawless. We therefore thank you that we can confidently believe in it and hold on to it. Lord, glorify your holy name as your word endures forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.